Wanna go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. And welcome to the Fourth Line Boys Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 110 of the Big Show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another wacky Wednesday. Here we are. Got a fun fun episode today. Um, I've wanted I've well I've talked to him privately, but I've I've wanted to get him on the show for a little while now, and uh, uh, the opportunity came up. And uh, for you uh, older folks listening to this show, well, I'm sure everybody knows what I'm talking about, but it was sort of maybe big during our time, so to speak. Um, everybody remembers uh, tabletop hockey, rod hockey, whatever you want to call it. Um, well, this gentleman that I had on, Trent, who lives in Edmonton, um, he has built a replica of the Boston Garden uh, in a rod hockey form. So um, I will encourage you now, for those listening, if you're listening, whatever platform you happen to be listening to, if you're a, um, a Twitter user uh, or a um, Instagram, I'm not an Instagram guy, but he has an Instagram channel. It's all one word, old time table hockey. Uh, check out his Instagram account and he goes through the entire process of when he started to build this, um, to where he is now. And some of you listening, um, I'm sure have seen the videos and the pictures that he takes. And he basically is not only is it a playable rod hockey game, but he's also takes the time out to recreate moments in Bruins history. And of course, Trent being an old time fight fan, uh, his latest one was, of course, the the infamous uh, Jonathan Bouchard fight, and he's got the little figures fighting. And uh, he also did an O'Reilly and Ben Wilson a little while back, and uh, he takes pictures of it. And uh, I just found it really fascinating. And uh, just uh, I'll I'll put the videos up uh, in the link here to the to the uh, to the episode. But as we're talking here, I would encourage you to check out. Uh, like I said, his Twitter page or his Instagram. So you kind of get a, obviously you'll get a, so then you can, I mean, it's hard when you, it's an audio form and it's like, oh, you have to see this Brinky built, you know, and we're in audio. So, um, I would encourage you as, as you're listening to the episode to, to definitely check out his Instagram or, uh, or his Twitter and, uh, click on a few of his YouTube links that he's put up. And, uh, so then you get a, obviously you can understand what we're talking about. Um, yeah, as when I was really, as a youngster, uh, back in, I was going to say it's probably 79, 80 when I got it for Christmas, um, you know, with the rod hockey, uh, you know, with the, the, I mean, well, this is how old it was. Of course you had the flat guys that my guys had no helmets and I had the range. Who did I have? I had the Rangers. I think it was the Rangers and the Bruins actually. I really wish I still had that, but yeah, the old rod hockey game, um, 
but uh, yeah, and I mean now, and uh, as it's gone on in the years, I mean everybody's seen the dome hockey in the arcade, Canada versus Russia, or the Americans versus the Russians, or whatever. But uh, yeah, Trent did or has done an outstanding job on the Boston Garden, and it's got like he even's got he's made up little uh, you know uh, fans, he's made up a little beer guy, and uh, he's got all the players, that, and I I just thought it was really cool, and I wanted to get him on to talk about it, and I mean it's been a labor of love for him two hours or two hours yeah you're at two hours sure two years he's been building this and. Um, yeah, and like I said, it was really cool, and he'd always put up the pictures, and yeah, I just wanted to talk to him, and uh, I know he had a ton of local press last year, uh, you know, come over and, and and take a look at it, and uh, like I said, he's in Edmonton, and uh, I'm, I'm real, I'm, well, it's funny, even on the air, <laughs> on the air, I sort of invited myself over, but, um, you know, when the pandemic clears and all that stuff, but uh, uh, we, we actually go to Edmonton a fair, you know, four or five times a year, Um I, I, I definitely, uh, want to stop by his house. I want to see this thing in person. And, uh, and he says for sure, you know, come over and we'll play a game. But, um, what was also really, uh, funny is, you know, Trent's an old message board guy from the old fried chicken hockey fight site days. And, uh, yeah, we are, we're pretty sure that we traded tapes back in the day. So, uh, yeah, we talk about that. And like I said, it was just, uh, basically it was like a phone call that you guys will be listening in on pretty much. Uh, I almost sort of forgot that we were, that I was recording an episode. So, um, so it's a little different today. Um, you know, not a player interview, but, uh, just somebody, like I said, a, a fellow fight fan, an old school guy that I think is, that is doing something really cool. And I hope you guys check it out and follow him on, on Instagram or on Twitter or whatever, uh, whatever social media platform you're on. I forgot to ask him about Facebook. I'm a, I don't know if he's on Facebook. Um, but, uh, yeah, just check out his videos and stuff. I think it's a fun talk, and like I said, uh, you can hear you can hear the passion in his voice, and uh, and he was it's just a good dude and fun to talk to. So really, really happy to bring that to you guys. Um, yeah, guys. Other than that, uh, like I said, this is episode one ten. Please go back and check out the back catalog. Um, Wednesday is usually interview day, and then Sunday is like my Sunday rant show. Um, of course, this past Sunday, um, I talked about the, um, what did I talk about now? Oh, yeah, right, the Felino-Perry thing, and uh, people bitching about video quality, and uh, and that type of thing. And then, I, and then I laid out the groundwork on how you could be a respectful fighter, according to social media, which is very important. Uh, so definitely, you know, it sounds thrilling, doesn't it? Just check it out, but... Uh, yeah, guys, like I said, the playoffs are rolling right now. So, um, um, it, I have some player, inter- I have some guys that I'm talking to about doing player interviews. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, of course, um, as any regular listener will know, um, of course, we're in the midst of moving, uh, selling our place. So, um, it's really up in the air in terms of, um, you know, all of a sudden you get a call and it's like, yeah, we're doing a showing in an hour. So it, it's been kind of, um, kind of really tough booking guests right now. Um, and then and then after that, when we sell it, uh, you know, moving and, and the possession date and all that, you know, at some point, um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll obviously have to miss uh, a, da- a date or two in terms of, uh, of, of getting content out. But, but right now, yeah, I've been steadily putting out two, two a week and um, probably much to the chagrin of many people. But, uh 
yeah, I don't know how, how much longer in the summer I'll be able to do this for. Um, you know, I might, uh, obviously I'm going to miss some time when, when, when it gets down to crunch time and moving. But, um, what I was going to say, um, in ter- uh, with some of the player interviews, um, I have a couple guys that I've, I'm, you know, we've set, we've sort of tentatively set it up, set up times and I know they're, they're pretty, uh, pumped up to do the interview. Um, we just basically have to pick a day. Um, but really what it comes down to it, I, I don't, um, I, I really feel like the show will get lost in the playoffs types, type of, uh, type of thing. Like I said, I've, I've noticed lately that the, you know, the, the listens are down and, and everything else. It could be just because people are sick of me and that's, that's entirely possible as well. Um, but I just think when, when the playoffs are on, people's minds are elsewhere. And, um, you know, I was talking to the network guys about this and I, and I think, um, People just, and this, this is just me speculating, who knows, um, but I, I just think people don't really want to listen to um, storytelling right now, and, and and that's really what my show is, and um, you know, yeah, the Sunday rant episodes are 40 minutes in and out and yell and scream and then we're over with, but um, in terms of the interviews, um, I, you know, and maybe not, maybe I'm just, I'm reading it wrong, but I, I just think right now that people just aren't into it, and uh I kind of want to save these interviews for the, for when the season's over and the, and the summer, you know, I think uh, people have more time because they want to fill their hockey content or whatever. And I think a bunch of the shows on the network, I don't think will be, I mean, really it's an off season. I mean, what can you really talk about on a show? Um, you know, other than, okay, the draft is coming up or who you, after the draft or oh, this is who we took, but um up till that point, I, I really don't know. Like, I, like if you're a Calgary Flames podcast, what are you talking about right now? You know, so, um, you know, the, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm just using them for an example. But so um, I think people will be sort of hockey starved in terms of content. And uh, I think that's when I'll do the interviews and, and put them out. Um, like I said, I might be completely misreading the, the room. But, um, you know, that's kind of where we're at right now. That and, I mean, to be completely honest, um, and I'm not trying to play off uh, my interview today with Trent as some dismissive thing. It wasn't at all. I've, I've been wanting to do that interview for a while and it was just, and he was available immediately so we could, I could do it. Um, I was just go, going forward. Um, it's been really tough to find time to come up with questions and do the research that, um, that I like to do. And, and those familiar with the show know that I do. Um, so I, and I don't want to, I don't want to have these guys on and, and, and cheat the listener or, um, you know, cause there's a couple of guys that have never been on podcasts before and, uh, and I really want to do a thorough interview with them and, uh, you know, I, I don't want to miss anything because, you know, my mind was somewhere else on the sale or moving or, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, um, I, I, I kind of think when that's sort of, when we sell the place and we have a, you know, it's sold. Okay. You know, give cause we're not in immediate possession or anything. So, you know, we'll have a month or two. Um, lag time. So in that time period, I can sit down. Okay, I can calm down that the place is sold because I'll tell you, it's been on the market for almost seven days now, and we haven't had a phone call. So it was starting to get a little. I mean, I know it takes time, but you start, you know, your asshole starts to pucker a little bit. But uh, you know, but granted, it was the long weekend as well of the first one of the summer. So people, I'm sure, aren't really all that interested. And then the weather sucks, so I'm sure people aren't really all that interested. At least this is the story I'm telling myself, anyway. But the anxiety's there. We've never had to sell before because um, we were in an apartment before this when we bought this place. So I've never been on the I've never been a seller in the market. So 
Um, yeah, you know, and the market's a little slow here for condos and, you know, you take that all into your head and your head starts, you know, like I said, your, your mind starts getting away from you a little bit sometimes with the, with the what about isms and stuff. So, um, you know, a little, little tense around here and, uh, and it's hard cause you're, you never know when a showing is going to happen. So we're constantly like keeping it clean and doing the dishes and making the beds. And I mean, not that the place was a pigsty before, but I mean, constantly keeping it clean right and uh so yeah that that's been a bit of uh, a little tension so uh yeah we like i said we got a couple uh but we do have a couple people uh this week coming to uh for look for a look so uh hopefully fingers crossed that because uh, i just i just want to get it over with so hopefully uh one of them is interested and buys it and uh we can you know kind of get on with life but uh Anyway, I'm, I'm completely boring everybody out there. Like, oh, I have first world problems. No one cares. But uh, I'm just, I'm just letting you know that's where I'm at right now. So, um, in terms of interviews, um, I'm not sure. I, I'll probably, I'd like to do a couple more of the. Not that they're easy, but they're kind of, you know, quick and they are. They're easy in the sense that there's not a lot of research because it's just a reactionary to what he says. Kind of that the five toughest opponent thing. Um, I'll, I'll probably do a couple more of those um, as the playoffs go on. Um, again, I, I want to give you guys content every Wednesday and Sunday, and I don't want to just slap something. Well, the irony of, on the Sunday episodes, but even the Sunday episodes, I'd like to think, uh, yeah, I'm ranting and raving, and people might not agree with my opinion, but it has a point. At least I think it has a point. I mean, it's not just verbal diarrhea. You know, so, um, yeah, and same thing with my interviews. Yeah, it might be five toughest opponents, but it's not just willy-nilly. Name your five toughest. Okay, thanks. Click. You know, I want to, we'll, we'll do some back and forth and have some discussion and hopefully make it entertaining for the listeners. I know that people really enjoyed, um, Joey Tenorenko's, the, the last one I had and Riley, uh, Emerson. But, um, yeah, I mean, that, that series of, uh, my, the five toughest opponents series has always been met with, uh, we, you know, with good results, um, you know, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's a lot easier to do than a standard interview. But, uh, I think going forward here, at least while the playoffs are on, that's probably what's going to happen. Um, and then after the playoffs are open, what I really want to do though, is of course, that's the time when the Bob Probert Invitational starts with the Twitter tournament. And that's a really big tournament and that gets a lot of views and, and, and uh, impressions on the site. So that's something I really want to do. And this, it, it'll be, might be a little tough this year. Um, but, uh, it's definitely something, um, I don't want to miss. So, and I certainly do not want to do that while the playoffs are on. I want to do that when everything's quiet and there's nothing much happening. So, um, definitely look forward to that because I, I definitely plan on doing that. But, um, Anyway, guys, like I said, I'm a proud member of the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, there's over 50 shows in the network. All the NHL teams are represented. Of course, the playoffs happening. There's a lot of, a bunch of the shows are really buzzing right now. I mean, they're keeping, keeping busy and, and, and keeping up with the series and where their teams are at. So definitely check that out. Um, for my off network friends, of course, I got Jolt and Joel Lazito over there at the Coliseum Chronicles podcast. Actually, I just wrapped up his latest interview with Ken Belanger. Bam, bam. Um, listen to that. Wrapped it up on the way home today. Um, you know, enjoyable interview. Uh, Ken was a tough dude. Um, kind of actually really flies under the radar, I think. Um, you know, yeah, of course, he had the career kind of shortened with injuries and stuff. But, yeah, some big notable um, 
some big notable wins on his career for sure. And, uh, definitely give that a check, uh, check out. And, and like I said, Joe, Joe does great work. He's really thorough. And, uh, yeah, his back catalog is tremendous from Mick Fakota and Eric Bolton and Aaron Asham and, and on and on. I mean, um, yeah, like again, it's an Islander. Did I say that? I'm sure everybody knows by now, but it's an Islander specific podcast, uh, specific podcast, uh, in terms of enforcement. So, um, yeah, Joe, Joe always does, Joe just, uh, does, does good work. And, uh, yeah. And then of course, Dan, Paul, and Kelly over at the Obey the Puck show and Fred and David, the Slewfoot show, a couple, uh, current hockey shows. Um, and the, of course, they're obviously busy with everything that's going on right now, and they cover everything from the NHL and the minors and the women's hockey and and what happens to be trending in the world of hockey uh, these days. And uh, and they're good people. And uh, as I li- always like to say, I, I listen to their shows so I don't have to watch. Because I will say, I was over at the parents' house there on the weekend uh, for the big Winnipeg Jets comeback. First of all, Mike Smith try stopping a puck. That'd be nice. Um, but I just, I'm watching it and it's just, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, who was it that, that Dave, Ta- what is it? Uh, oh, it's his, uh, his, the Twitter accounts in front of me here. Hold on. Um, yeah, he tweeted out today. Um, yeah, Don Taylor. Um, I said Don Taylor's a bit of a fucking nerd too, but. I'm old and I'm jaded. I love to look back at the good old days, but NHL hockey has never been better than it is right now. That was a special game between the Jets and the Oilers. Um, entertained all of us into triple overtime. I, I'm not sure. Like I said, they score less, hit less, and fight less. There's zero characters and everyone's cookie cutter. So I, I'm, I see that a lot from people that it's better now. I'm not sure what's better about it. Like, I'm not trying to be old and bitter, but it's just what's what's better. You know, watching some team implode on because of power plays and up and give up four goals in the last eight minutes. I mean, I guess if you're a Jets fan, that's exciting. But the actual gameplay was fucking brutal. Well, I don't really know what's exciting about that, but you know, whatever. But I mean, other than that, eh. I mean, I've had the playoff games on here and there as on in the room, and you know, kind of wandered by. Eh, I don't know, like, and then I laugh, everybody keeps putting up these, these gifts or memes or whatever of like Austin Matthews, he's in a scrum with money and he's laughing and, and everybody, oh, that's so savage, you know, but, oh, okay. And there's someone now they're putting up, it's like when the bat and the Joker, he looks like the Joker and stuff, you, you know, the the ironic thing about all that and of course classic leaf fans and whatever but the end of the movie the joker loses just saying like no you look like a douchebag like i don't remember doug gilmore or wendell clark laughing during scrums in the playoffs like okay do you see any of the old school guys doing that no. I was going to say the other thing. Do you see winners doing Do you see Crosby doing that? You can say whatever you want about Crosby, but he's a fucking winner. Was he laughing in scrums? No. Like, put your fucking game face on, man. Why does... Why... I, I, I've always said this to this... I always say this. Why, why is everything a joke now? 
I don't understand. Why is everything a joke in sports? Okay, it's just the new generation's, I guess it's the new generation's way of looking at things. Everything's just funny, bro. Savage. All these douchebags that you guys love to put gifts of and, and put doesn't give a fuck and all this. None of them win. Like I, you know, I, I don't give a shit who wins the Stanley Cup, but I'll tell you one thing, it ain't gonna be the Leafs. Softer than baby shit. I don't win nothing. But whatever. Prove me wrong. You know. And all you Leaf fans out there, you can call me a hater and stuff. I don't hate the, I don't give a shit. Like I said, when that's the one thing when you'll get when you tune into this podcast is indifference. I don't care about any of it. I'm not a fan of any of it. I don't care. I don't care. I truly don't care who wins the Stanley Cup. I don't. I might like a handful of players in the NHL right now. Other than that, I don't care. So, I'm not, oh, you're just shitting on the Leafs. Must be a Habs guy. No, I'm not. I hate everybody equally. I don't care. So, no, you're not getting me, bro. You're not going to dunk on me. That's what I told the one guy who's on Twitter there the other day. He told me he's going to dunk on me. Well, first of all, Junior, speak English. Second of all, to dunk on someone, they have to give a shit. And I don't. So, it's the wrong account, idiot. Go troll somewhere else. You're not, you're not getting to me. Well, it must be because you're replying. Well, no, because you, while you're talking to me, it was in my notifications. So I'll reply to you. I didn't go seek you out. You, you came at me. I'm simply replying to you. I laugh. You troll me. So when I want to reply, but I don't give a shit. Well, clearly you do. You replied. Well, you, okay. So, well, you got my attention. Is that what you want there? Like, again, are we five years old? You're at the back of the room waving your hand. Okay, I see you. Okay, now what? That's the thing. I will say these people that go around and troll on social media, get better at it. You're really lousy at it. Like, you have nothing. You have no substance or anything. How about we just get into the interview here? Um, again, uh, I, I really hope you guys check out Trent's Instagram um, as well as his uh, his Twitter and, uh, you know, just especially ahead of time, because I, like I said, I think, um, uh, it would, it would really help obviously to know what, you know, what we're talking about. So yes, uh, all one word, old time table hockey on Instagram and Trent's a really good guy. Uh, subscribe to him on social media and subscribe to myself on social media, fourth line voice on Facebook, as well as Twitter, the big one, fourth line voice on YouTube. Have over 2,500 fights on there from junior to pro. Definitely check that out. It's everything sorted. So whatever league you're looking for, just type it in the search engine. Boom, boom, boom. It'll come up. Um, yeah, guys. Other than that, uh, I hope you, I hope you uh, enjoy this interview with uh, my boy, my boy Trent out there in Edmonton. And uh, hopefully soon I can get in, get to Edmonton and uh, and and see the. Uh, the rod hockey version of the Boston garden in person. I'm, uh, it'll happen. I'm really looking forward to it. But, uh, in the meantime, here's my interview and, uh, we will talk to you guys on Sunday. All right, everybody. Thanks. All right. Here on the fourth line voice, a special guest out in Edmonton, Alberta, the man, uh, who is building well, her has built the ultimate. It's going to be the world's greatest table top hockey game, rod hockey, bubble hockey, whatever you want to call it. But uh, Trent, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. 
No, well, thank you for doing this. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, of course, you have the uh, old time uh, table hockey on, on Twitter as where I uh, I first uh, saw your work, and uh, I uh, I see you got a thousand followers, so you got plenty of people checking your stuff out and Instagram and everything else. Um, yeah, well, for for those, uh, well, I'm gonna I'll I'll have put the pictures up and everything else, but of course, you replicated the uh, the old Boston Garden. In uh, table talk hockey form, but uh, you 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 went a little above and beyond what a normal <laughs> dome hockey would be. What was your? Uh, yeah. what, uh, okay, well, just the simple question: Why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It was an idea I had probably I don't know ten, fifteen years ago, maybe longer even. I just I've always really liked table hockey, and. Uh, I built a couple of smaller ones, just, you know, and I, you know, I did the Bruins logo at Center Ice, kind of made it look like Boston Garden, but nothing this elaborate. And I always thought about maybe someday if I had the room and the time, if it was something I could pull off, you know, I'm just kind of, I saw a lot of, uh, you know, really elaborate, like, uh, model railroad setups that people do and stuff. It looked yeah. so real. I was really into that. I was never a model railroad guy, but I always admired the work and stuff. And I was like, I wonder if I could kind of, merge the two together and see if I could actually build this thing. And here we are. Worked out. Well, absolutely. Uh, How long have you been working on this for? Oh, shit. Uh, It's about two and a half years now, I think. Wow. Yeah. I don't work on it all the time. Like, it's just kind of, you know, spend a few hours here, a few hours there. Yeah, well, it's the the labor of love, right? And uh, Totally. Yeah, well, so... Obviously, to do the Boston, well, clearly you're obviously a Bruins fan. Have you, uh, is is that uh, going way back, or uh, are you a lifetime yeah. Bruin fan? Yes, totally. Like, I'm older, and back when I was a kid, there was no, you know, Oilers or Calgary Flames or anything like that. So I was a huge Bobby Orr guy, and it just always stuck with me. And I, you know, I like the way the Bruins played, you know, tough team and then the Boston Garden you know just played right into that you know smaller tight corners you know big teams that took advantage of that fans hanging over just that was for me my whole life did did you ever have a chance to get down to the Boston Garden that's the lousy thing I never did oh I I moved to Toronto in uh, 99 I think and I went down to Boston uh, to Fenway Park so I missed it by like a couple years Bummer. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. What's well, well now that uh, off completely when you said Fenway Park, but yeah, I've, I've told the wife a few times I missed Yankee Stadium. I missed old Yankee Stadium. I didn't get to see it. I got to see Fenway. Yeah. I have to see Fenway Park. So, yeah, uh, definitely. Have you seen Fenway Park? No, I said I have to definitely get down to Boston for sure. Yeah, I saw games at like the Forum and Maple Leaf Gardens, but I just never made it to Boston until you know. I think it was 2000 when I finally got the drag. Well, I mean, and like you said, you're you're an old time uh, Bruins fan, um, but you're also, of course, uh, you know, a fight fan as well. Yes. Well, because I, I believe you and I, funny because we were, we were talking before. I was talking to you a while back about uh, the old fried chicken hockey fight message boards. And I think you and yeah. I, you were saying, might have traded old VHS tapes back in the day. Yes, I was thinking. I was talking to my son about it. I was like, "Oh, there's this guy in because you're in Saskatoon, right?" Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. And I said, you know, because I was born in Saskatoon. I moved back a few times. Uh, saw some great Saskatoon Blades teams back in the day, like amazing stuff. Yeah. And I, I swear that I remember having like an email exchange with someone from Saskatoon and we were talking about how the Blades, it's not the same as what it used to be in the 80s. I think it was you. I can't remember. I traded with a lot of guys and I didn't really keep a good log. You know what I mean? But I, who knows? What are the chances? Yeah, I was going to say probably pretty good. Uh, Yeah, because, yeah, exactly. We traded with a lot of guys and uh, no, definitely. Um, But, uh, well, as a fight fan, who's, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Who's your all-time favorite Bruins enforcer? Ooh, that is tough. You know, uh, I want to go with, O'Reilly, but you know, I was younger then. I was a big fan of those teams in the eighties and I'm gonna go with Jay Miller. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it uh yeah, man, it's just yeah, you go back, I mean you got Winsick and O'Reilly and Jonathan and yeah, you definitely have oh. your pick you know, you have your pick, right? Miller and Byers and yeah, definitely. I just I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, like I mean, I've seen it all on tape and stuff, but I'm thinking about games I actually watched on T V, you know, that I really remember and Miller was my guy for sure. And then I got to see him a lot when I was living in Calgary when he went to L.A. And I really just enjoyed watching him. And, you know, every time he went for a line change, he always, no matter where he was on the ice, he always went by the visitor's bench and made sure he made a little buzz by there and had a word with everyone. It was just awesome. Love it. No. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, so, of course, with uh, – one of the things that's been that's been really cool that you've done with the with the whole table hockey um, is you sort of recreated, uh, you know, kind of big fight moments that have happened in the Bruins history. Of course, recently you just you just did the whole uh, Jonathan Bouchard thing, but you've yeah. also had O'Reilly and Ben Wilson and um, yeah, yeah, man, that's those are great. I love the overhead camera view of this one that you got going in the latest one here. With the Jonathan Bouchard thing. (laughs) Yeah, that's the funny thing about this is I was never much of a photographer. And ever since I made this, I've suddenly got really into taking pictures. And I bought like a proper camera at Christmas. And yeah, it's almost more fun to take photos than it is to build it at this point. It's really cool, you know? No, I mean, yeah. Well, and it's it's interesting. uh, Well, you must have... I don't know. Maybe, it, maybe, of course, maybe it's the fight fan. I I don't know, but yeah, like just I was scrolling your feed before I got you on the phone here, and yeah, just looking yeah. at some of your 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 pictures. I mean, oh yeah, you're you're going. It's it's just like you're in an actual rink taking the pictures. No, it's been it's outstanding. Yeah, that's what I've been trying to do is figure out different ways and different angles to try and make it look as real as possible. That was the whole goal with it in the first place. Was that you know, I really wanted it to look real. So like when I was. You know, stuffing out materials to build and stuff. I had to find things that were, you know, stuff that didn't exist that was the right scale and use this for that to make that look, you know, as real as possible. That was the ultimate goal. And to be able to play it still, of course. Yeah, well, let's, let. how big is it, actually? <laughs> it's actually, uh, the the actual ice surface itself, I think it's 44 inches by 22 inches, but the whole thing itself is just about 6 feet by 4 feet. Wow. So it's big. Do you know how much it weighs? Uh, I don't know that. Is it like it's pretty heavy? I was gonna say, is it pretty heavy though? Like, yeah, it's it's mostly made of wood, right? It's an NDF, which is pretty dense and pretty heavy stuff. But the beauty is that 
because it's so big and when I built it, I made sure that I built it in kind of modular like in sections so it can be taken apart just in case I move and I have to get it out of my loft here. Yeah. Thing, right? And part of my uh, plan too, way back before the whole pandemic thing too, was I was like, I'd love to throw this in a van and like drive around and stop at a few hockey games and, you know, take it on tours. So, you know, no, absolutely. That. Yeah, that was kind of, so it would be a, a good time for sure. No, absolutely. Uh, well, I hope, well, and I, well, at least you started two years ago. I wouldn't want to start this project now with the price of wood. I know, right? It's insane. Yeah, you could probably buy the you could probably buy the old Boston Garden for more than the wood would cost, <laughs> less than what the wood would cost you. Yeah, totally. Luckily, I, I kind of stockpiled ahead of time, so I should be good for a while here. There you go. Like no what? What kind of background do you like? Do you have like a woodwork? Well, clearly, you obviously you're a handy dude, but like, did you have? Have you always sort of been doing stuff like this, or was it just more of this? I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Uh, I I don't really have a background in it. I've always kind of been, you know, had artistic tendencies. Like I've always drawn, painted, and I've always made things. This is the the most elaborate thing of all. Like the best part about this is it kind of takes everything I've done in my life, like building little things, it's got all kinds of skills, a little bit of electrical, you know, wood, uh, this whole 3D printing thing is totally new to me. I just, I bought one just when I was building this because I needed to make a few little mechanical parts to make the game work. And yeah. it totally turned into this, like, I, I'm like, man, I can make anything with this thing, you know, like all the players, and all the fans, and coaches and shit, like, it's just nuts what you can do with these things. And it was super cheap, too, like, crazy the 3d printer yeah like yeah like so like what are the like what are the figures made out of it's all 3d printed stuff right like i i've got some models like i i used to do uh for work i used to uh program cnc machines in like a machine shop okay so i have some 3d modeling experience right all self-taught as well and i did it for like about seven years so i have a little bit of background in how to like manipulate kind of models in the 3d world so I, I found some models of some people and so i just kind of frankenstein them into all these different fans i'll take a head off this guy and an arm off this guy and then i'll make you know legs or something and then i just kind of piece all the pieces together and uh print them off it's like it's pretty cool that is you know, like if so you're having to sculpt everything right or something like that like you would have had to in the old days well, yeah, that was what is, I, I, yeah, that's funny. I didn't even actually think of the whole 3D printer angle. Uh, yeah, cause I'm like, holy shit, he makes all these guys? Well, that makes more sense now. Um, yeah. now, like the whole, like, for, for instance, like the Jonathan Bouchard kind of whatever you, diorama there, whatever you want to call it that you set up there. Yeah. How long would that take to do? Uh, that I kind of worked that up. That's like the, I get asked a lot how many hours have gone into this game and I have no clue, right? But this, Basically, I was kind of working it out, and each player, I think, to print takes about three hours, and I probably spent three hours modeling. So I would say it probably took me about 50 hours to piece that together with painting and detailing and all that stuff. Wow. Yeah, I was thinking about it, too, because I really wanted to do it, and then I did it, and I took a million photos, right? And then, yeah. and then I wanted to play a game on it. I was like, oh, what do I do with these now? <laughs> <laughs> I took them off the game and they're on my shelf over here, kind of just standing alone. So. <laughs> How many, um, yeah, well, so I mean, obviously this is a, 
so obviously the figures can hold up to actual gameplay. Well, I guess obviously, I guess what would be the point? But like, do they they have no problem holding up to gameplay? Well, actually, the the figures that I use to play are actually from an old game that Coleco made in like the late seventies and early eighties, called the Coleco Game Room. It was like the biggest table hockey game that they made back in the day. It was like two feet by four feet. It was made for four people to play. Okay, I was a huge fan of those when I was young. Right, I remember seeing one at Volco when I was a kid. Oh my god, right? And so for about the last twenty-five years or something, whenever I see the players, like you know, in a garage sale or a thrift store or something, I'll buy them. So I've been collecting them for that long, and I've got about twenty teams. So they're horribly painted from the factory, but I just paint them up. So I've got the two teams painted now, but all the bench guys and stuff are all three D printed. So I haven't actually made any 3D players to put on the ice to actually play, but that's my next thing. Well, I will say, like I said, I was scrolling your Twitter feed before we got going, just looking at some of the pictures. And I mean, the fight picture or the fight scenes and those guys and Jay Miller and his fight stance and everything, those are really cool. But personally, (laughs) my favorite figure that you've done is the beer vendor. (laughs) Right? And that was funny because I did a couple of commission pieces for some other guys just in the table hockey world. And the one guy, I did like a Chicago stadium piece, just like a, a section of seats. Basically a few exit signs and stuff and a couple of the tunnels or whatever. And the guy was like, uh, can you do a beer guy? And I was like, oh, yeah, I could do a beer guy. So I haven't actually made any beer guys for the garden yet, but I made it for that one. And yeah, he's my favorite too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, um, now, uh, how, uh, well, I mean, obviously when you're making the garden, you want to make it, you know, as exact as you can. Uh, what were your sources? Like, did you just kind of watch a bunch of old videos, break out the old VHS totally. tapes, or were you going through old pictures and everything? Yeah, kind of a combination. Like, I used to have a bunch of games on tape. I don't have a VHS anymore, so I kind of got rid of most of that stuff, but I used to have tons of games. And uh, just lots of pictures, and uh, I made a few friends on the internet that kind of fed me a few shots. And yeah, I just kind of pieced together whatever I could if I needed some, you know, certain thing. I was a guy who used to take uh, photos for the Celtics. He hooked me up with a few, like, really hard to find shots that I needed, like a like, score clock in the corner that I couldn't get a good picture of. But yeah, that, that was the cool thing about doing the gu- Like, for one, I loved the way the garden looked. I'm, like, that's what I missed when I was a kid, like, watching you know, hockey night in Canada and stuff or, or whatever game was on TV or playoffs or whatever. And you'd see like, uh, Boston garden and you didn't even have to know, see the teams on the ice. Like as soon as you looked at the screen, you could tell it was there, you know, or the same thing, the forum, you know, it's kind of dark, yep. right? And people kick play and the same thing, you know, Maple Leaf gardens was super bright and then, you know, or Madison square garden, the camera was super, like I missed seeing, you know, how different and unique each building looked. And that was the beauty of doing the Boston Garden here is because it, it's so, you know, the, the characteristic features are just so instantly recognizable and, you know, and plus it's so old. So even if I screwed up, you know, it, it actually looked good. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? yeah. 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 Have yeah. You, have, so, you had, have you had any uh, uh, former Bruins get a hold of, like reach out to you at all? Not directly. I've heard to other people, you know, like O'Reilly liked the, you know, a picture of him and Ben Wilson. He's like, oh, it looks like it's Ben Wilson. I've got going there. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but I haven't actually talked to anyone. Um, Steve Babineau, the, the uh, photographer for the Bruins for like the last 50 years, he actually reached out to me and sent me a couple of cool pictures. Um, 
which was pretty cool. He's the guy that took the Wayne Gretzky's rookie card photo. Okay. Yeah. So that's about the only kind of Bruins affiliated person I've actually spoken to. Got to get. We got to get. Uh, we got to get grapes in there on this. Come on, Don. You're. You got We got to get a hold of Don. Get him to check this out. Man, I got. I got him in there. I got a. You know. I got a nice handkerchief in his pocket and everything. And just wait. <laughs> well, it, it's it's just so funny. Well, that's how I, I was saying how exact your because uh, I showed my wife and she was the same same thing. Like, like she's not a huge hockey person or anything, but I mean, even right. she she knew that was Don Cherry. I mean, that's you know, like it was. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just you're uh, you're just the detail of it is so is yeah. so outstanding and. Um, well, I mean, you've gotten down to even putting fans, certain fans in the stands. Totally. I've had lots of people, you know, like reach out to me and just like blown away that, you know, grew up in the garden and stuff. And lots of people with really cool stories. So people have reached out and asked if I could, you know, recreate them. And so I've done a whole bunch of people. Basically, I just get them to pay it forward in exchange, you know, do something nice for somebody else. I don't care what it is. Just, you know, do something, phone your mom, phone an old friend anything like that. So that's been actually kind of a really neat thing that's come of it. Like I wasn't expecting that at all. It's really touched a lot of people. You know, It's really quite cool. Yeah. And that's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's, uh, yeah. And I mean, and so, I mean, I guess that's the thing. I mean, when, when is it actually finished? <laughs> well, that's, I was just, talking to my son today about that because he was actually saying man this thing is so cool you know he comes up and sees it all the time but i was like yeah it's just what it's turned into now it's like i could finish it go ahead and finish it right away but i just keep coming up with more stuff i want to do you know i look at it oh man i could do that like the whole fight scene thing. I was like, man i could totally do that so i'll all of a sudden get sidetracked and i'll you know go off and do all that sort of stuff like i'd like to kind of finish it because i kind of want to start another one you know but I guess what's uh, what's what's what's, uh, it, what's next on the docket? If you're going to do the ne- what's the next rink? I kind of think. Well, I, I did sort of start a smaller one. I was doing a Stampede Corral in Calgary because that's where I grew up. Totally. That was my building, and they just got rid of it a couple months ago. So I was going to do that, but I think as far as like another big game like this, I'm going to do the Forum. Yeah. Yeah. I just, that building was cool and I was there and it was like, you know, it felt exactly like I thought it would feel like being in there. So, you know, very vivid memory. Have you had anybody, um, like reach out to you and say, Hey, could you do this and I'll pay you this amount to do it? Have you had that yet? I've had lots of people inquire, but nobody's actually, you know, really ponied up any kind of number or anything like that. Right. Lots of people are like, hey, could you make the odd? And it's like, yeah, I could, but it's been two years on this sucker, you know. I'd yeah. love to do it. You know, if somebody actually came to me with a, you know, their wallet open and said, will you do this? I would say absolutely. Yeah. And I've, I've actually gotten, you know, now that I've, like, I built this with no plans whatsoever, just totally winging it. And when I, I started laying out the corral and I got all, you know, all the risers done and it took me like a fraction of the so I'm pretty sure I can pull it off if somebody was serious. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, yeah, it's just a trial and error thing, right? And I mean, now that you sort oh. of have experience, it's like, 
yeah, the next one to go a little quicker for sure. I would assume. Sure. Yeah, like when when you first started this, um, like did you en- envision like that size to begin with, or did it just sort of as you were going, it's like, oh shit, this is going to be bigger than I thought. Or did you have that in mind, like from the word go, you were going to make it six feet by four feet? And nah, I knew it was going to be big, right? Because I kind of worked it out. I was trying to figure out, okay, how can I make it work so I can still play it? Because obviously, if you're going to put seats behind the net, the rods are going to have to be longer. So I had to figure out a way to make longer rods. And so the very first day, I'd like cut like a deck for it, and I cut a you know space where the ice surface was going to go in, and I used an old Coleco. Uh, Stanley Cup game that I had. I was going to use that ice surface, which is about, I think it's about 19 inches wide by 35 or something. And so I had it like that and I had the boards up and I started to build it. And then I ran into a problem with the slot pattern where I'd made a miscalculation. I had some interference and stuff and I was like, oh shit, I got to start over. So I was going to just cut a new slot pattern. And then I said, well, if I'm going to take it apart, maybe I should just make it bigger. And so that's what ended up happening. So I ended up making it like another... I don't know, four inches wider and another six inches longer, and that's, here's where I am now. Totally. And actually, that's true, and I had the deck, and I actually had to extend it a little bit just to make it look right with the, the elevation of the seats and stuff, because I, you know, I ran into a lot of, there was a ton of getting so far ahead and then going, shit, I don't like the way it looks, and then I would scrap it, and I'd go back and redo that step, you know? It's all about the aesthetics. I'm just, I'm a nut for details, and I'm kind of a bit anal with, you know, the way it looks in the end. So yeah, I learned a lot along the way for sure. Has the, uh, has the, has the local news checked it out yet? Oh man. I had like a, I don't know when it was probably last, last fall. I, uh, it went bananas, like totally nuts. Like I had, I think I did like 12 or 13 interviews in one week. Like the local news was here, NHL and, all kinds of stuff. It just went crazy. It was kind of, it coincided with the whole Twitter. Like I was on Twitter for probably a year, like 20 followers. I posted one picture and then a guy from Boston, uh, uh, Bruins Luchador, he wears like a, uh, wrestling mask. Yeah. And he, he found me on like a Facebook post that I put up and he asked if he could post it on Twitter. And then boom, just went banana. Overnight. I had like, like I think I got like a thousand followers now. It's just crazy. I, yeah. I don't really post that much on there. Usually I kind of just stick to my Instagram account, which I started when I started building. I was like, I'm just going to start this account. I'm not going to invite my friends and just kind of see what happens. And it totally went bananas, dude. It's pretty cool. Yeah. What, what's your, uh, yeah. What, what's the Instagram handle again? Uh, old time table hockey. Old time table. Yeah. See, I'm not an Instagram guy, but okay. There you go. Oh, I'm sure. Man, I'm I got sure. pictures going back to day one on there. Okay. Looking at stuff. Yeah, I've done lots of behind the scenes. Pretty much documented the whole thing on there. Okay. Well, there you go. That there's my reason for signing up for Instagram. I'm going to uh, check this there out. There you go. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, this is. Uh, so, do you have any? Uh, are there any other uh, fight historic fight moments that you want to recapture? Oh, I got I had I got a few I've been thinking about for sure. You know, I just, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but probably something involving John Wensink again. I'm thinking. Uh, I would say so. I was that was going to be where I was. You know, <laughs> the cat's out of the bag because I was going to bring that up next. I mean, somebody's got to be challenging <laughs> the bench pretty soon here. <laughs> totally. Yeah, that one's definitely going to happen for sure. Yeah. 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 
no, that's been, it's just been pretty cool. Like the fact that I can just do that, you know, like with the whole, uh, the 3d printing thing just makes it so much easier. You know, I could just sit down and go, okay, I think I could make this and do that. And yeah. I, I wasn't planning on doing anything like that. Like I made a game to play table hockey that looked really cool, especially if the puck goes out of the ice and goes in the stands, we all crack up and stuff, you know, but that, this has brought a whole nother element to it. Like, you know, possibilities are endless for stuff I could make and do with it. Especially, you know, ties in with the whole photography side of it. So it's pretty, pretty cool hobby all around. Oh, absolutely. You know, okay, it keeps yeah. you off the streets at night, right? So that's right. <laughs> Did um, yeah, like, are you into like any other type of like uh, like collectibles? Are you a, like a jersey guy or anything like that? Or uh... no, not really. Actually, yeah, you know, I got an old box of hockey cards, and I basically am. I got a whole ton of old uh, table hockey games. That's mostly my thing, for sure. Yeah. Where's, um, do you ever, uh, oh, what, oh, what's the hell, what's the name of that, uh, it's, it's not a thrift, it's like an antique store in Edmonton. Oh, I love going there. Um, oh, the antique mall. No, yeah, yeah, in Strathcona. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's right in my neighborhood, actually. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I know. I've been there. Yeah, there's one dude that sells all those old Euler programs. I found like a oh, bunch yeah. of old WHA Euler stuff, and yeah, yeah. I mean, some, I mean, some of their prices are a little wacky. Some of those folks, but I mean, uh, yeah, for sure. But I mean, I, this guy was she was like I don't know three bucks for an old WHA program. I'm like hell yeah, yeah, yeah you know. So, so there's some great stuff in that store for sure. I, I found some old. Uh, Stampede wrestling programs from the seventies in there about a year ago. I was like, wow, I haven't seen that since I was a kid. You know, lots of great stuff for sure. The second floor in there is just like sports galore. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everybody listening has no idea what we're talking about right now, unless you've been to Edmonton. (laughs) Folks, listeners out there, if you go to Edmonton, Strathcona, yeah, at the antique mall, check it out. You'll dig it. You gotta Uh, do it. Go to the second floor. That's the spot. Absolutely. Well, I was going to say, this is episode 110 of this podcast, and you are the very first person to throw out a Calgary Stampede Wrestling reference, and I'm loving it right now. <laughs> oh, man, I loved Stampede Wrestling when I was a kid. Hey, totally. Friday nights, you know, and walk out of that horse, couldn't speak, screaming all night. It was awesome. There you go. Do you, have you read that biography that, that was written? Uh, the, the was yeah. it, uh, was it Pride, Pain, and Passion of Stampede Wrestling? Yeah, yeah, I'm totally pissed though. I have a copy of it, and I must have lent it to someone like years ago. And I don't know where it is anymore, but man, yeah, that was great for yep. sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I saw some great stuff. I had uh, uh, growing up in Calgary too. I had uh, a couple times Keith Hart as a substitute teacher in school. There you go. Early <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, pretty awesome. yeah, I had a friend of mine, he went through the Hart Brothers camp, and uh, yeah, I went down oh, there. Yeah. You know, it was the same time when like, Jericho and Lance Storm and all them were there, so yeah, yeah, yeah in the early 90s there, so it was, uh, it would be about mid-90s, I guess, but yeah, so that was interesting, but uh, anyway, um, yeah, well, I, well I, hell, I could sit there and talk to Stampede Wrestling with you for uh, for, for hours. <laughs> I will say this, though, for the Stampede Wrestling fans out there, and this is probably blasphemy, but I will say this now, Ed Whalen is awful. I'm not an Ed Whalen fan. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm I love Ed Whalen. Oh, terrible. Oh. <laughs> he, he, and he was the voice of the Flames, too. When the Flames first came to town, he called all the games. Yeah, awesome. yep. oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I, I didn't mind his hockey stuff, but for some reason he annoyed yeah. me as an announcer with Calgary Stampede Wrestling. But he definitely was yeah. the, was the voice of the show for sure. I mean, everybody I knows. I think definitely in the later years with him for sure. Like, his, you know, I think it kind of went downhill. Like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back to like the '70s when I used to go, and he was the man. You know, he kind of made it. Oh, absolutely. He well, he was sure. d- definitely the voice. Um, yeah. Well, you say you grew up in Calgary. Like, did you go to uh, did you go to any WHA games? I did. My first ever pro game was the uh, Cowboys in the Nordique. There you go. Yeah, I think I saw probably four or five games. It's funny, too, because the only teams I saw, though, was the Jets, the Oilers, and the Nordiques. <laughs> I didn't really see any. You know, a few years later, they were all in the NHL. I didn't get to see any of the you know, Stingers or anybody like that. Yeah, Ron Shepperfield is my favorite player. I actually got to uh, my minor hockey team went to a Cowboys practice because it's sitting on the bench. It's totally awesome. There you go. Yeah, the yeah. uh well we got we got Stampede Wrestling, WHA. We're we're covering it all tonight, Trent. I'm digging it. <laughs> but uh um, right, wanna get into the Wranglers next? Wow, well, hey, yeah, the, well, hey. Yeah, as far as the old WHL stuff, um yeah, how was that? I mean, were you obviously did you check that out? Oh yeah, I went to tons of Wrangler games. You know, it was so cheap back then as a kid. You know, yeah. Go, me and my brother would go. Yeah, I saw saw some good stuff back then for sure. I love the Wranglers. Yeah, you would have saw a lot of tilts back then for sure. Oh, totally, <laughs> big time. The Medicine Hat Tigers. So I'm going to the stands one game. <laughs> oh, I, I was just I I'm always just sad that there's no video footage. I know, right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, my couple spins around uh, Saskatoon, too. I was living there in the 87-88 season. Yep. And, man, that, that team was awesome. Like, that was uh, that was probably one of the best, most entertaining hockey teams I ever witnessed. You know, they were really good, like a playoff team and tough as shit. You know, personnel on that team, Kaminsky and Case Bliss. Oh yeah, Carrie Carrie Clark and yeah, no, absolutely, and uh, McPherson and all them. Yeah, it was. Um, wow. Yeah, I mean that was, that was always kind of the, been the cool thing, uh, you know, growing up in Saskatoon um, yeah. with, with our junior team. Um, you know, they've always had they, they always had toughness, and it was like really thought of in the like as part of the team that the owners and everybody were really big on toughness right so yeah throughout yeah. the years we've had so many guys come through here like you said the guys you mentioned of course later on you of course with Belak and Hordachuk and all those guys yeah totally and McAllister and you know on and on and Steve McIntyre yeah. and on and on so it's like uh yeah so we've been really fortunate in that sense so being a fight fan I mean to have that junior team when you're growing up is was uh was a real treat for sure for sure but um well, yeah. So there you go. So the so the table hockey, uh, yeah, man. That's uh, I'm still blown. I'm as we're been kind of. I've got the Twitter open here, and I'm just sort of scrolling your thing here, uh, your account, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, man. You're you de- you definitely have a talent for taking pictures. Yeah, that's just it's so funny because like I joke about it all the time. It's like I never take pictures. You know, the kids are gonna hate me someday down the road. You know, why don't you take any pictures of us? <laughs> Yeah, but I really just really yeah, it's it's. I never thought that would become like the you know something I'd be so into. But yeah, I've really been enjoying that aspect of it definitely. 
I was going to say, like, even, like, as you're taking the pictures, I mean, so you got, like, ice level and all that stuff. And, I mean, how is it trying to work that camera into position? That's going to be a little few, uh, that's going to be a little tough on a few shots. It is for sure. I'm actually, like, I don't know much about, like, proper camera stuff. So I'm kind of trying to poke around and see if I can't find, like, some different lenses to make things a little easier in that regard, you know, like, like I said, it comes all the parts, so I can take like a whole side off and really get myself in there, you know. Oh so yeah, I've kind of okay. done things like that, right? Like I can take a whole panel off of one side and get, you know, get through a little hole here. Or I've got a little cutout behind the Bruins bench too, so you can see from the outside right in. That'll be like a feature that will stay at the end, so you can actually see right in and little ticket window and stuff. <laughs> I stopped sort of like making the washrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah like have you ever like started doing something and it's like oh, okay we gotta dial it down a little bit here uh no unfortunately i can't seem to make myself dial it back you know that was the only thing okay leave the washrooms out everything else is fair game though. <laughs> the nylon gloss everything's there that's right there you go yeah man these are awesome and i can't uh yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm totally waiting for the time that I can come and see this in person. Cause this looks for sure, man. You're, if you're in town, you give me a call, definitely. Yeah, there we go. After I hit the, uh, after I hit the Strathcona Mall, I'm phoning Trent. And I'm I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> we're, hit the mall first. Yeah, I'll pick you up a WHA program and I will head over and, uh, we'll play some table hockey. But, uh, yes, excellent. I'll bring, I'll bring some Saskatchewan beer for you too. All right, but uh, well, man, I won't keep you much longer. I just I wanted to get you on just to talk about this because it's like I don't, I've just been fascinated with uh, with your progress on this and uh, and then and then that the YouTube video there the other day with the yeah what a, what an art piece uh, a, a video uh, with the Bouchard uh, uh, Jonathan fight and uh, no man your your work has just been outstanding and I wanted to talk to you about it so I'm really happy that you That's came on so tonight. cool, man. I'm glad you you reached out to me. That's awesome. No, excellent, and uh, no, thank you for taking the time. And I, like I said, I won't I won't keep you too uh, any longer. But uh, thank you very much for coming on the show tonight. I really appreciate it. I know, my pleasure. All right, Trent. Have a good night, man. And you too. Thanks. Talk to you later. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?